Hi, I'm Emma. This is Joe. Welcome to 40 Sexy Overheard, an unedited and unscripted podcast. Yay! That's about the only part we always do consistently in our entire podcast. <laughs> we are. Yes, yeah, the only thing we have memorized. Yes. Um, I just want to say before we start that I'm sitting here, um, I'm going to do an update separately, but like we're sitting here first of all in Studio B at our, at my house. Oh my God. Um, but I was going to say, I am, we're, you'll see pictures of this. We are donning some amazing jewelry. Thanks to Joe. I did not make it though. Yes. (laughs) Just to be clear. With our name, gold jewelry with our names on it, and it's so cute. And you'll see the pictures in a little bit. I cannot I love wait to post them. I love how you I'm know, like you, touching you, it. Pull your friend, your boyfriend. I was like, "Is it real? <laughs> is it real gold? Like, what well, the fuck, it's man?" Kind of concerning. I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, "What do you mean? Is it real? Like, would you buy me something that's not fucking real?" <laughs> oh yeah, her boyfriend's like, "Oh, is that real gold?" I'm like, "What the fuck, man? What kind of person do you think I am? <laughs> I am classy." <laughs> Oh, I've outgrown God. those gold plated days. <laughs> <laughs> At least give, gift giving wise. Yeah. No, it's the best gift ever, and you guys are going to see so many cute pictures of us. Yes, yes. Also, if it sounds like a fucking jungle in here, it's because I have a new puppy who sounds like a little, um, what would you call it? Like a monkey? She does sound like, but she's super she cute. Like a, she's super cute, but she's, she sounds like a monkey. Yeah. And then my old dog, not even old dog, my other dog, Charlie. Yeah, just let him in. He's just barking, too. So I'm like, this is going to be like the jungle episode where it's going to be, like, loud in the background. Hopefully, eventually, she'll get quiet. But anyway. All right. So let's get into our updates. Do updates. you yours first? Oh, okay. So the only update I have <laughs> was really... Um, I have... Um, the Dap- Japanese toilet seats. <laughs> Wait, you need to describe what that is too, because I oh went to god. use the toilet and I was like, I don't know what to do with any. Oh of my this. god! If you guys have okay, if you've ever been to Japan, it's amazing. Even the public toilets have to have. Even the public toilets have these Japanese toilets, of course, because you're in Japan. <laughs> but like you know, where you it's like a little bidet. You push a button and it wash it washes your butt and your your bajajay or whatever. So you're always clean down there. It's really awesome. So anyway, so I was as part of my home improvement that I've been doing very slowly, but it's happening. I have put Japanese toilet seats on all of my toilets in my house, which is three Japanese toilet seats. Not on Fan- one. This is so fancy. It's so fancy. It's so fancy. It does not have the dryer, though. But. Oh, I do remember one time there's the dryer. I didn't like the dryer with the bidets. Right? I think it can quickly make you too hot down there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, but does, like, but the yeah. seat is heated. Oh yeah, okay. and then okay. so is the water. You can heat it up. I love the heated water. I've only used a bidet like. Oh my god, you have to! Yeah. It's it's. I feel so refreshed every time. No, I, I fucking agree. <laughs> I agree. I think it's like way more I refreshing. love it. I love I love great hygiene. You know, I always gotta be like be fresh down there. It's kind of a thing for kind of me. Important. It's a thing. Important. It's a thing. It's a thing. I. It's a Filipino thing. I like to think like we kind of like. Anyways, so that's my only update. Um, oh, I got to surf twice in during the week not just the weekend right. so that's awesome and i'm trying to make it so that i at least surf at least once during the week week now weekend because i'm realizing how stressed out it's my life has been yeah and it's such a good release for you yeah and then another update is i got to visit with emily oh yes well that i was like i'm gonna jump into this but you go ahead we got we went on a so we posted on instagram that we were going on a fall break trip we did or we were going on a fall break we did 
We went to Chicago, Chi-Town. Yay! And um, we had a lot of fun, I think, mostly. Like 90% I did. fun. I, I, I would say 100% fun. Okay, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, I feel like the thing is, like, I'm like, oh, it just, our, our flight times were weird. So, actually, so Joe got to go hang out with some of my really close friends. Amazing and I, like, ladies. And really, honestly had, like, the best day. <laughs> and then when I got there, like, we, ha- we had a good day, but I don't know if it was the best day. And <clears> I feel like you guys had so much fun. <laughs> you know, I'm like, God, I'm missing out. <laughs> no, I mean, I love, I love Emily's friends there. I mean, really made some really awesome friends. Thanks, you know, to Emily. We're all kind of kindred spirits, I like to think. And, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I love, I'm really loving Chicago. What an awesome city that place is, you know? It is. It has my heart. I can see that. I mean, San Francisco has my heart, but I don't know. It's been like decades, so I don't know if it still does. So I think Chicago is probably winning out at this point, city-wise. Yes! Yes! <laughs> Love to hear it. I know! And I, I plan on going back, you know, in pretty... December. I, New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah, we can. We can totally do it. Yeah, no, no. We're having... It's going to be fun. New Year's Eve, Chicago, here we come. And, yeah, um, and she's been there before, so she can deal with the cold in case... With the cold... In case you're worried. <laughs> yeah, we know how to deal with the cold. <laughs> we we have our strategies and how we can do that. Oh, yes, we do. Yes. Mezcal Walk. I that mean, Mezcal Walk definitely helps. That, that's, that was how we started our podcast, actually. I feel like we were yeah. kind of brainstorming and talking before, though, about it. We were. But the funny thing I would say about our podcast, in our, in our this is two years ago, we were in Chicago. Um, we actually did, like, very... I think our podcast is still, like, I love that it's, like, kind of like us and just being us. But we did record some episodes, remember, in Chicago? <laughs> we did! Mike Carson! Yes. Yeah. And probably, it was probably for the best or better for both of us and for everyone else that we didn't actually publish. But that was a horrible one. But we got the practice. Like, it's how we learned how to use your phone to record. We and, like, did. we did practice and, like, set up, like, how it would go in Chicago. Yeah, and that we didn't do it for like four months later. Yeah, that was where it all. But we've been talking about that was the start of our podcast. Is like, yeah, it was um, New Year's Eve, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. right before the world shut down. Yeah, which is so crazy, right? Yeah, we we started with a mezcal walk, and um, yeah, so now we're gonna do that again for New Year's Eve. We'll be in Chicago, and maybe we can do a podcast while we're there. Oh, we absolutely should. We definitely have some friends that want to be in on it. Yes. Oh, so those ladies are awesome. And so I can't wait to hang out with them again. I had a great time yeah. in Chicago. That, that's, and, and the people are just amazing. So, Go yeah. shy city. <clears throat> so that was my update. I got to spend time uh, off island for a little bit and be with amazing people who are awesome. So, yeah, I can't wait to hang out with them again. And then it kind of like goes with my update because all I was going to say is I went on this trip too. Um, and had so much fun. But I guess, like, the bigger one is Joe already blurted out the very episode. She was like, your boyfriend. Right. I'm sorry. Whoopsies. Unedited. No. Yeah, I know. No, it's fine. Um, it's awesome, actually. So. He's I awesome. I met somebody. I met somebody, actually, um, two that, years ago in night. Chicago. The that, night. On our Mezcal walk. walk. So, ladies out there, if you're still single, just go on a Mezcal walk with your best friend. <laughs> just get drunk. Who oh. cares? <laughs> oh, can I? Can we go on another Mezcal walk? Absolutely, then? we're gonna do a Mezcal yeah, walk. Yeah, December. Let's just go. I mean, like pretty much as soon as we get off the plane, we're gonna do a Mezcal. That's walk. what we did. Yeah, we, we, we like we, that's a tradition. That's we, I think that's our 
holiday tradition. We yeah, I remember I got off the plane at two p.m. and we started drinking at two p.m. and was yeah. walking. I think was it straight from the airport? Yeah, I pretty much think so. I think so. I still wearing my airport clothes. And Is that the Filipino? The Filipino fuck shirt. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I got I had this Filipina AF shirt and uh, we got a, a drink or two from that shirt. Yeah, we did. We did, but that's because no, it doesn't matter. I even got one, and I'm not Filipino. As fuck, but I was like, sure, I'll take one. Yeah. <laughs> She's with me. But yeah, I think we need to do that for New Year's Eve. We'll do a mezcal walk. That is going to be Well, New our Year's plan. Eve, we might have some fun plans, but I think we should oh, do a right. mezcal walk for sure. Like, yeah, because I get there before New Year's. Yeah. I get there around the same time before. Like, yeah. Let's do I know. the same like, thing. I feel like it's a Joe and Emma, like, holiday oh tradition. So exactly. I think it's, I might be on the same flight that I was on, like, two years ago yeah. or three years ago. We're never allowed. Yeah, because I'm going to arrive at the same time on the, that same day. Yeah. <laughs> Pick you up. We'll do our mezcal Take walk. me up and go right on a straight mezcal walk. family tradition. Oh, my God. I can't wait. Two more months. <laughs> um... Yeah, so after our Mezcal walk two years ago, we went to a bar. I'm going to make this story short so it's not so long. Long story short. Anyway, ran into um, some friends that I knew from high school. We partied with, you know, just had a really good fun night, whatever. We did. And it opened up, like, a, um, a connection for me that I had from way back then, but I hadn't really, you know, been in touch with this guy. So... You know, then it was crazy because the last thing anyone expected was, like, for the world to shut down. Yeah. But, you know, then it was, like, two years later. So throughout the pandemic, we sort of, you know, we kept in touch. Like, we definitely were not dating. But we, like, talked and, uh, you know, um, just connected every once in a while. And then I come back to Chicago this summer, at the beginning of the summer, and... um we hung out kind of as friends at first, and then it just quickly developed into something else. And um, I'm really happy, and I like I don't know I don't I'm not describing. The and I really well. like him, so I will I will yeah, describe I have him. Joe's approval. Because, yes, so that night I have to just because this whole show is about Emily anyway. So this is actually just the beginning of knowing more about Emily. So this is it. So this is one big part of it. Is um yeah I was there. <laughs> <laughs> I was there when it all began. Um, kind of. <laughs> I mean, we, we start, were both sort of, we, 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 like, you know, 30% there. We, we, we started drinking mezcal at 2 p.m. Yeah. Come on. You yeah. know, you can we give were us- there as much as you could be for somebody who's drinking some mezcal. I just got to say, for our size, we can drink. And I mean that. And we hold it together most we of the do. time. We do. I don't mean, yeah. I mean that, like, no, we're like, we're decent. We're not, we're not sloppy drunks. Sloppy drunks, no. No, we don't get angry. We don't go home with some strange man and wake up no. with the fuck. No. <clears throat> That's not happened. No. Definitely not. <laughs> no, not recently. But, so anyways, <laughs> <laughs> so that night, uh, we were started drinking like at two. And then, so we, uh, we yeah, I don't even remember, remember, but then we got to this bar finally. That was like the fifth bar of the day, maybe? Sixth yeah. bar? I don't remember. Well, at this point, so like... We had gone, we had been in the city at this month's walk. We were kind of winding things down and heading back to my neighborhood. And oh, we was just, that what we were we basically doing? went to like a dive bar, honestly, at this point. We were done with the Mezcal walk, um, but we went to like this dive bar. Was it? Yeah. It was a really nice bar. It was a nice dive bar. Okay. Yeah. I'm my neighbor like... has been gentrified as fuck, so. Oh, okay. It was yeah. a nice dive bar. Anyway, so we get, we get in and they're playing really good music. And I'm like, oh my God, I gotta dance. Because, you know, whenever I hear good music, I wanna dance. And then, so we start dancing, and then, you know, Emily, like, sees this group of people, and um, so we kind of just, I don't know, do we kind of uh, hang out with them a little bit, or, yeah. I don't know, we were kind of wasted, and then this, can I name him? Uh, he has a name. Sunday? But you're going to laugh. Can no, I, can that'd I... be cute, but he already has a name. 
But you're going to laugh if okay. I tell you. Okay, go ahead. Are you and it's ahead? not because of some weird sexual thing, but my nickname for him is Big D. Oh, God. <laughs> how can that be a sex? How can that not be a sexual thing? It just is his name. When I hear a Big D, all I can think about is D is, you know, what I think of. <laughs> no, I, I'm totally with you. That's why I'm like, you're going to laugh about this name. But So, I'm okay, I guess you're like... Oh, fuck. Okay, fine. Go ahead. Explain Big D. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. I, I, I definitely... I don't mean it's not a sexual thing either. But <laughs> Sorry? Let's just leave it at that. That's his nickname, Big D. All right. So, not entirely sexual. All right. So, anyway. So, Big D, because of him, I didn't even know... Any, nothing was happening at that time between Emily and he or me or anybody. In, nothing, right? No. Yeah. You were just like... We were just having fun, me and M. And so Big D, I'm assuming, saw how wasted we were. For sure. (laughs) And we were not about to quit, me and Emily. Absolutely not. We were like, let's keep going. Let's go home. We were, everybody (laughs) else was ready to go home. We were like, where's the next bar at? Like, so, so Big D, who was her friend at the time, was like, was there to follow us around to make sure that we were safe. And honestly, this is the, the reason I kept on drinking because I saw that he was keeping an eye on us and I felt safe because I know that if he wasn't there, I probably would have been like, all right, we got to stop. Let's go home, you know. But I knew, I, I mean, right from the get, I just trusted him. So I was like, all right, we're going to be safe. We're totally cool. So I think we went to three other bars after that. Oh, God. It was a lot. <laughs> But, you know, we rallied because that's what of we do. We, did. That's what we, we did. rally. That's what I do. That's what we do. That's what <laughs> we, we are did. not putters. No. Mm-mm. So, um, so yeah. And then, so, I, I, he was there and we felt, I felt safe. So, we kept on going with the bar and we, Emily and I ended up going home by ourselves. Nobody, Definitely by ourselves. Yeah, yeah, no. That's what I'm saying. Like, we, we drink, but we can handle. Yeah. You know. Like, we're not sloppy, slutty No, 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 no. We don't do that. And we watch no. out for each other. And yeah. I think that's part of maturity, too, in friendships. Yeah? Yeah. Agreed. So anyway, so that's how their relationship started. And they became friends for a while. Yeah. And now they're not anymore. They're more than just friends. Yeah, like in a big way, like when I was going to visit just now. So we ha- we had fun over the summer. We had a little like trip to Vegas, which I think was like feeling each other out to see like how we would be. We had the best time. That was at the end of August. Um, then in October, I just stayed with him. So ladies, that's a big deal. I think when you go and stay with somebody for a week. Totally. I met like his... Um, grandmother who's super important to him Aww. he actually ended up meeting my whole family which was unplanned Yay. like I was kind of like you know I'm just gonna say all this because we're o- open and honest on this podcast like you never know where like a relationship can go and like you know I wasn't like oh my god you have to meet my family like this is so super important to me so I was kind of testing the waters a little and you know just on both sides like how it would go and he met my brother one night my youngest brother who's like Oh, I like him. Yeah. And um, so we did that and it went really well. And so the next day he actually even came and met my entire rest of the family. Aww. And so I'm like, okay, now I feel like pretty solid in this. He's such a solid guy. I feel pretty good in this. And it feels great. No, I mean, you deserve, you deserve somebody so good. You You do too. Oh, thanks. Someday. (laughs) <laughs> but um and he's so solid that you know, when i went to go visit like you know uh what uh, i don't know a couple of weekends ago or so <laughs> i don't know who's counting we forgot we forgot i don't know maybe it was just last weekend who knows at this point <laughs> but um he treated us he uh, he treated emily's best friends 
Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so sweet, which he did not have to do, by the way. And Emily wasn't even there. But he treated, <laughs> I was jealous, though. He treated his, you know, Em's best friends to this awesome meal where he works at. So that just so shows, like, you know, he's thoughtful, you know. And he really won us over because, you know, one way to get to our hearts is through our bellies. <laughs> I mean, they say that about men only, but I No, go. no, not, not with me. I'm, yeah. <laughs> Ask me if I'm eating, please. <laughs> no, that's a big thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. No, and he totally. got you guys tickets to like the. Oh my gosh. The other thing, which I was like, "Fuck, I want to do that." Yeah. Too. <laughs> but the funny thing, let me just say about that. Yeah. Because yeah, everybody was like, "Did you do the ticket?" <laughs> so big D got the, got us a ticket to the this super cool like I don't know tall building where you could see all of Chicago. Yeah, it's a uh, John Hancock. Um, 360 observatory. It was awesome. It was me. As and one of one of our friends was calling it the top of the cock. <laughs> that was her hashtag. Did you notice top that? Top of the cock. She took pictures and she was like, hashtag top of the cock. That's I was awesome. Like, I love you. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so we, we didn't fully go to the top of the cock in that sense because we're like, we're well, you tired. Did. You just didn't want to tilt off of the cock. We didn't want to tilt. You guys tilt. liked the cock too much that you didn't want to tilt. We ended up talking so much. We're like, okay, we're ready for a nap now. <laughs> Because, you know, being in our 40s, we got to pace ourselves. You got to take a nap. Yeah. No. You can't, like, it was, go full balls to the wall. No. You got to be, you got to be, there's, that's called humility, right? Knowing, knowing, okay, this is what I can handle at yeah. this point. Because if I want to keep going, like, until, like, four in the morning, I got to take a nap. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, I yeah. Didn't, you know, so instead of, you know, going, tilting the cock. <laughs> Tilting the cock. Maybe Which doesn't even sound that good. No, you, ew, I've not been with one that's tilted. Ooh, I was once. <laughs> well, I mean, I saw that it was tilted, that I sort of bailed. That was a super long time ago, though, babe. It was like when I was like 19, 20, 21. It was 21. 40 years ago. It was 40 years ago. It was more it doesn't than 20 even, years does it ago. does not matter. Yeah. But anyway, so we ended up taking me and these amazing ladies who are now my friends, too. I'm so proud to be their friend. I'm so happy of our friends. Anyway, um, that I'm going to hang out with for New Year's Eve. Um, we ended up, well, not together, but we needed a nap. <laughs> <laughs> and then we rallied after the nap, and which is what I needed. Because then by the time M came in. To, uh, it was like almost midnight. Midnight. I was just like, I was all refreshed going, hey, let's go. <laughs> I was, were. Like, I, I was like, oh my God, they've been drinking all day. I can't even mention how drunk they are. And I, I flew Southwest, which doesn't have alcohol. So I was like, butt ass sober. And I get in, and I'm, like, texting Joe, like, okay, where should we meet? And, like, it just ended up being easier to meet, like, at this neighborhood place. And I was, like, okay. I'm, like, telling Big D. I'm, like, she might be, like, so hammered. <laughs> like, well, but I was, I knew you would be, like, good. But I was, like, I don't know. But you were fucking totally fine. Like, I would not have known you were even drinking all day. Like, you were completely fucking, like. I was. You were, to- like, you were just totally, like, hey. My makeup was intact. But you're like, you look hot as fuck, and you just like everything. You were totally together. It's because so, of the like, nap. I'm like we can fucking. Oh yeah, that's right. I'm telling you, the keys. You got a nap. So when I go visit, when I go back, we got. I got a schedule. Oh, I'm them. a big fan of the naps. I, I don't nap, but I will be on my vacation now that you know. Thanks mm-hmm. to my new friend, Angel. Yeah. <laughs> who introduced Angel's me? Angel's a napper. Angel introduced me to the nap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my god, Angel, you're brilliant. Yes. <laughs> so I'm gonna be napping when I go back. <laughs> yeah, and I can't wait for that. Trip. And that's how I can last all night. <laughs> anyway, um, now what? 
Okay. That was like our <laughs> that was the update. update. That ding, was the update. Emma has a boyfriend now. Yay! And I have three Japanese toilet seats. Yes. <laughs> That's that would be the that is so. So if you ever come to visit my house, your butthole is going to be clean. Amazing. Just, I'll, just go, I'll just go over there to clean my bottle. It's so amazing. I'm telling you right now. You got to be fresh down there. That's, that, it, it's important to be fresh down there. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. All right. So we do our quick, small, kind slam. Very quick. Go. Okay. Oh, mine is long. Okay. Well, I'll do mine. Okay. Ah, oh, God. I'm like, okay. I tell my students sometimes we're shifting gears. It's total shifting gear off shifting of all that gears. fun time. Um, okay. So we... Um, I'm a t- like what said whatever. I'm a teacher. I've, I've talked about this before, and I feel like my last small kind slam was kind of similar. This is my small kind slam this week. Is um, you know, at my school, there's been a lot of times where like um, we have a positive COVID case in a class, and then the class has to shut down. And there's a lot of amb- ambiguity between vaccinated versus unvaccinated teachers. Yeah, I think that's kind of everywhere, huh? Yeah, and it's it's a thing. But I think the thing that I'm my well, not I think my small kind slam. Small Kind Sam is about this. Um, what I learned this week is that if you're a vaccinated teacher and your class has to be in quarantine, you are required to still go to work and sit there in your classroom. You don't have really anything to do, but you have to sit there for seven hours a day doing something. If you are unvaccinated, you just go home. The downside for unvaccinated is that you have to have a DOH quarantine, which if you are a person who is unvaccinated and actually follows the rules would mean that you can't leave your house. Um, But I feel like that's really unfair on both sides. So my small kind slam is just, that could be easily remedied with both unvaccinated and vaccinated teachers should go home and work. So that's my small kind slam. Because I actually feel like last time I brought something up about this, I was like, I'm not here with a solution. That's my fucking solution. Like, I feel like that's way more fair than the bullshit that one vaccinated individual has to work for two weeks and the other one just gets to stay home although i understand a quarantine sucks right but those are two totally uneven things when they could easily be evened by just saying whoever the teacher is they are going to go home and work from home that's it that's my small hands there you go with a solution this time because usually we just slam but i'm like i have a fucking good solution oh yeah okay well mine i think i've ranted rented and raved about this before but I'm a pretty fast driver, I'm realizing, for okay. Maui. But then when I go to the mainland, I'm like, Maui, slow. But Me too. <laughs> I'm the same. <laughs> totally. But so now, you know, uh, you know, we live, Em and I live up the mountain. So you got to go up Haleakala. <clears throat> and then people, I hate my small kind slam, are these slow ass people on the left side of the lane, on the left lane, driving 50 miles an hour. It's so obnoxious. Oh, my God. And I'm we only like, have the two-lane highway here, too, just so you can visualize that anyone else. Yeah, we got two no lanes. Other options. That's it. You got two lanes, right? And here's this car on the left side going up the mountain, and I'm on their ass the whole time with my my truck's not too big, but it's biggish. I, I'm going to lift it. <laughs> so, Are you fucking serious? Yes. Jesus. I don't know. I we know. need to discuss this. I know. So that's, um, that's um, I have a lot of Christmas presents for myself. <laughs> And that's one of them. So anyway, um, hey, who else is going to give it to me? So anyway, so I ride those people's asses. I'm one of those. Oh, ass- I do too. I ride okay. asses okay. too. Yeah. yeah. So my small kind slab is who the fuck do you think you are driving 50 miles an hour on the left side when there are only two lanes? And I'm just trying to pass. Just fucking get to the right side. 
Let me pass. You're and not then, a fucking traffic regulator. Let me tell you that. Like, that's what I got to say about this, people. You're not, your job is not to regulate traffic. Mm. There's law enforcement for that. If you, because that's what I think is in their mind. They're like, I'm driving the speed limit. No one should be going faster than the speed limit. Guess what? <laughs> that's not your fucking job. Niela yourself into something else. Like, that is not your fucking position in life as a direct. I think you should explain what Niela means. Oh, okay. Actually, that was the, like, we talked about it in my class this week, Niele. So Niele means like being nosy, like sticking your nose in where it doesn't belong. So someone who's trying to regulate traffic is like Niele. Niele. Like they're, in my opinion, they are. Absolutely. Like they're totally trying to be like, I'm going to regulate traffic. I'm going to drive this slow. And like, I think that's, in my mind. I see that. So I'm fast like you. I'm like, I think they're thinking that they're going the law and everyone else should too. Guess what? That's not your fucking job. I agree. You're to- yeah, right? Let me get a ticket. Oh, God, please don't. Is that- no, but I'm like, that would be the law enforcement could go arrest me. But it's like, they're not going to because they're going to be like, this poor girl is stuck behind this asshole that's driving. <laughs> and, then, and then I, okay, I don't know. It's kind of racist. But there's this thing when I first moved to Maui, like, what, 16 years ago. It's been a long time. So there was this thing. My, the, my friends, I, the, the first friends I made here was like, oh, hey, do you know about the Brown Law? I was like, what's that? They're like, well, as long as you've got a brown person in a car, you can get away with anything. I, I could believe that law. And so far, knock on wood, I have done that. So I think I pressed my luck with like, I'm going to fucking speed. You know? Yeah. So, but yeah, I, I can't be pressing my luck too much. But anyways, so my small kind slam are those assholes who drive 50 miles an hour on the left side when I'm just trying to get home. Yeah. Or get gas or, or something. Or, just, just get irritating. the fuck out it's of the irritating. way. It's like, just get the fuck out of like the way. It's like there's two different pieces of life, right? People who are trying to get from point A to point B and people that are lost or meandering. Or maybe they're fucking really enjoying smelling the flowers or whatever that saying is. Who gives a shit? But there's two lanes clearly for both of them. Seriously, get the yeah. fuck out of the way. Okay. So that's it. Okay, so now we are going to talk I'm about... I'm going to fill up some wine for this. Right, so <laughs> our episode is titled All About M. Part two, because we've already done one. Right, well, that. every year, right, we do that, because it was just her birthday. So every year on our birthdays, we like to just really discuss whoever's birthday it was, excuse me. And um, so it was just M's birthday, like I said. So I have come up with a list of questions so that we can all... Get to know M a little bit more. Yeah, I'll just tell you guys, I am sweating it out right now because I'm like, I'm going to have a therapist. <laughs> no, no, it's going to be so fun. Are you ready? I'm totally fucking ready. Okay, so, so what, how this is going to work is I'm just going to ask her questions and she's going to fill it in. Okay. And then we're going to, I have a whole bunch of questions as you can see. Are there going to be multiple boom. choice? Like- no, no. You're just going to free, <laughs> you're going to freestyle and then I'll cut okay. you off when it's time because we are limited in time because I hope I have a whole bunch of questions. Okay. The goal is that we will get to know M a lot more by the end of the podcast. Yay! All right, ready? Question number one. We're going to start. It's going to go from superficial. This is how I envisioned it. Okay. Superficial to a lot deeper. Okay, shit. Okay, so let's start with, finish this sentence. The best body part is... My body part? Is, uh... I only have to pick one shit. My face and my... Ooh. Why? My butt. Oh, fuck. I have a couple good body parts. No, the my, best. My face. The best. The best. My Why? face. Why? My face. Why? Because it's me, and I like to talk out of it, and I think I'm pretty, and, like, Aww. I've had a few glasses of wine, so I'm going to say it. Like, I, like, that would be my, yeah, face. I know that's not just a body part. So those of you who are listening, I was in my mind, I was just also thinking, I'd like for you to answer this question as I'm yeah, asking. Yeah, totally. So yeah. You're, what's the best body part for you as well? 
Yeah. I'm not going to answer, answer it. And answer quickly, ladies. Yes. Okay. And then next question. Okay. The best sandwich. Uh, okay. Veggie fucking subs. Well, you had them. Sorry. I know. I know. Well, you didn't have them exactly, but when we were in Chicago just recently and we tried to get Mexican food late night, remember you guys went to sub tea? Oh my God. I was so fucking wasted. Yeah. But you guys got sub tea? We did. Okay. I fucking, I'm, I'm telling you like. I don't remember it. Well, I love veggie subs. It was from good. Places that put olive oil in bigger. Like, I hate to say Jersey Mike's because, like, I'm not from fucking Jersey. But, like, Sub Tender all day long. I really love their sandwiches. And it's just, like, cheese and veggies. And that's it. I just remember the guys behind the counter. They were trying to talk to me about something. Yeah, they were, like, talking of his shit over there. Yeah, I don't... Uh, did your boyfriend say something? Because I don't remember. No, I feel like they just handle it kind of like a bar. Yeah. Because everyone goes in there wasted. So they're kind they of, like, just trying like, to figure out, Yeah, like, they were just, guys- like... You guys are like, cool, are you going to have a fight over here? Like, like, they were just, like, <laughs> asking me all these questions. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just trying to order food. <laughs> or maybe they were like, yeah. Yeah, they're like, hey. they're like, hi. Oh, whatever. <laughs> I was fucking wasted. That was my last night there. It's totally fine. I made it home safe. Okay, next question. The best feeling in the world. Oh. Ooh. Okay. Shit, I'm torn. I mean, love, but also a really good orgasm. Ooh. I mean, if we're just going straight up, like, feeling, feeling, like, feeling most, like, to me, I'm, like, I think about, like, visceral to, like, more ethereal. So, like, most visceral feeling to me and the best feeling would be, like, a great orgasm. A really good or Like, a fucking amazing orgasm. Like, like, like chicken skin. Thing. Chicken skin. Tingling, oh, like shivering chicken skin. Like, yeah. Ugh. All right. That's the best feeling. Uh, yeah. That. Hands down. Sounds amazing. <laughs> the worst feeling in the world. I think the worst feeling for me is when I feel like I've done something wrong that might hurt somebody else and I regret it because mm. I am far from a perfect person and I have done things in my life that I feel like have caused destruction or harm to other people and I feel like it's the, I think that's the worst because you know what in the moment you might make a decision that you thought was a good decision for whatever reason and then usually later you realize I was a real fucking shitbox in that situation. And then you have to sit there, and that eats me alive. That The is, guilt. That's the worst to me. The guilt and just feeling like I did something that caused harm. It's different, like, to have an accidental caused harm situation. You know what I mean? Right, right. Like, you didn't mean to say something or whatever. But, like, when you realize that you actually, the way that you played things out or you did something actually caused harm to another human being, that will eat me alive on, like, worst. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's a pretty bad feeling. Yeah. Okay. Your worst day looks like. Okay, my worst day looks like um, when I came home from Chicago, and like I just realized that I was so excited about going to Chicago that I neglected everything about this house. And I came home, and it's like my whole house is a fucking mess. Like every part of it was disgusting and disaster, and the yard is overgrown. It's just like I'm overwhelmed with how much shit I have to do. Yeah, it's you know like part I mean? of being a homeowner. It yeah. is, but I feel like when you procrastinate and shit and shit builds up, mm. I think that those are my worst days where it's just like, holy shit, like I have so much shit to do. I get overwhelmed and then it makes it harder to like figure out what to do. How about your best days look like? My best days look like, okay, first of all, like when I'm well rested, it's a way better day the next day, right? So anything's better. I love my job. I love my family. I love everything going on in my life right now. I love my friends, like everything. So like... Any best day would be all of those things. Like, well-rested, great day with my kid, great day at my work, great day with my friends, and great day with my boyfriend. Aww. I almost fucking said husband. <laughs> not yet, not yet, not yet. Not yet. I have envisioned that for you. Yeah. Um, no, but I just feel like it's just the little things where you, like, feel love and are able to connect with people. Mm. Have time. Those are 
those are the best days when you're connected, isn't it? Yeah. I oh love those God. days. Yeah. 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 Connection's the best. Okay. Um, things that make you cry. Okay. So during the pandemic, I cried. So I'm just going to give a little, I know this is about me, but I'm just going to say something. It's all about I'm you. Say something about Keep Joe. talking. Joe seems like she has no problem with crying for like a lot of reasons. Like I cry all the time. Of, yeah. Like it's her way of processing. Things. To me, like crying is almost like. It's almost like sharding or something, (laughs) or queefing. One of those two things. Like, it seems so inappropriate to do all of a sudden. And so, like, if I find myself crying, I'm like, what is happening to me right now? What is it? Why is there water coming out of my eyeballs? Yeah, like a crazy person. But during the pandemic, maybe because we were so fucking isolated, I would, like, listen. I I would listen to, like, um, the fucking news and NBC Nightly News. And I would cry every time they do the sappy at the ending, whatever it is, like something focused on America, whatever story. I would find myself absolutely sobbing during the pandemic. And then, um, yeah, and then I got even to bad about crying about commercials. Wait, what was the question? Was was the last time I cried or what makes you cry? Things that make you cry. So like those things really like, yeah, honestly, I mean, that's, I'm, this is sad to say that like generally things in my actual life don't make me cry. That's hard for me. Even if I'm really hurt, like, crying wouldn't be my reaction. But, like, when I hear a story that's touching, I don't cry. I don't even cry necessarily about, like, I'm just being honest. Like, when I was listening to, like, all this shit going on in Afghanistan, which I thought was, like, incredibly sad, um, I wasn't, my reaction wasn't to cry. But my reaction was to feel that and feel that sadness and know that. I actually cry more about when, like, there's connections that people have that are touching. Like, that makes mm-hmm. me cry. So that's why the stupid end of the right. nightly the, news the, where they're like, the sentimentalness oh, the of sentimental it. of, like, yeah. this one person helped this one person. Like, those human connections were, and, of course, nightly news, they're selling you on that. But I'm like, oh, my God, like, you know, it's so nice that this person did this for this person. Like, I think those, and, like, even as a teacher or anything in life, like, it's more the touching connection. The truth. Yeah. Well, just when one person is, like, Hey, like, I'm there for you. Like, I'll help you. Yeah. Whether it's their best friend or a stranger, it's probably more mm. touching when it's a stranger. Like, fucking totally crying the whole time. Right, when it just touches your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Things that make you laugh. Mm. I feel like you have to laugh, like, as much as you can at life. Like, mainly I have to laugh at myself. Like, just, like, I have to, like, find humor in, like, laughing at myself or anything else. And, like, I have to laugh with somebody. Like, there's no way I could be friends with someone and not laugh. So, I think it's just dumb shit every day, right? Like, you got to find humor. There's not anything specific, specific, but, like, you know, just making a joke about anything. Making light of anything. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty easy to laugh. Not easy to cry. Easy to laugh for sure. There's not anything, like, specific about it. But just, I think it's important I think it's important to turn humor into, like, a lens for your life because you got to laugh at yourself, right? We're all struggling. We're all trying to, like, get somewhere and be better. But, like, half the time we fail. And if you fail and you, like, take it so seriously and you're like, oh, my God, I'm such a fucking loser. Like, where is that going to get you, right? So sometimes you just got to be like, fuck, I fucked up. Like, this sucks. I'm an asshole. And then hopefully you can find a chance to laugh. There you go. Thank you. How about the best things about motherhood. Oh, God. Now we're getting deep. I can feel. <laughs> I told you. Superficial going I know. Down. I'm like, can we go no, back to no. laughter? No. <laughs> um, no. I, okay, so. Oh, the best so much, things about so motherhood. All right, just the best things. It's like, I, 
have never felt the love that I feel towards my daughter in any capacity towards any other human being, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's my child. Like, that that connection between parent to child, I think, is just, like, crazier. Like, I have a friend who's pregnant right now, and she's, like, making up, like, these kind of rules about how it's going to go. She's like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm not going to, like, let my mother-in-law watch my baby oh because, my like, I don't like, like, she's annoying in these ways. I'm just going to send her to daycare when she's six weeks old. And I was like, oh, you might, you might change your opinion. She was like, no, I won't. I was like, mm-hmm. Yeah, but this is what it does, though, when you actually have a child. Like, <laughs> you have this unconditional love for them, and it matters so much more than anything else that, like, you know, you would just change everything for them, right? Like, yeah. I mean, like, I think that connection is more powerful than anything else. That would be my best part. That bond. That like bond and just yeah. like that unconditional love of like, and also the other way that child loves you so much. Yeah. It is, they are, a, you are their lifeline. Yeah. To me, I think that's the best part. Okay. There's other best too, but like you're just asking me for one. No, you can keep going. I mean, going because that's what it's all about, right? It's just open endedness. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about the most challenging things about motherhood? Oh, fuck. Yeah, I was like, give me the most challenging parts. Well, I feel like that's, like, the other thing, right? Like, you love someone so much that you feel like you are totally responsible, right? And so many facets for, like, or I feel like I'm totally responsible for how happy my child is, how well she does, and how she behaves. And it's really hard for me to separate out that my child, I mean, I think we had a podcast a little while ago where we were laughing about this. I have a hard time realizing I'm not the same as my child. Mm-hmm. Right? So she makes her own decisions. She dresses how she wants to dress. She behaves how she wants to behave. That's not actually the same as me. That's, that's a hard separation for me. Like, I want her to behave how I would behave or what I would do. And, like, she's not going to. So, like, just to yep. realize that she's her own person. Mm-hmm. And, like, I think as she's gotten older, I've learned I have to separate out from that. Like, I can be the shoulder for her to cry on. I can be her sounding board about, like, things that are going on. But, like... I, you know, it's, she's well beyond the age when it's like a three or four year old or five year old and you're like advocating for them and talking and helping them. Like you're kind of like, no, you gotta, you gotta like do this on your own and figure it out. So I think it's hard to like watch your child go through something that you can't control necessarily, but also it's rewarding to see a lot of times my daughter has like proved to me like, oh, like what I thought was one thing and she's been better than, you know, what I thought. But I think that's really hard to like have. I think it's just hard to have somebody that you love so much that, like, I mean, not to make light of this, but, like, if something happened to her, I don't think I could continue on, right? Yeah, no, no, You know totally. what I mean? No, like, that I would do. be the deepest loss in the whole world. So just to have that much risk out there in your world, you know, and you have to trust that, one, that your your child makes the best decision, but also that the world around her makes the best decision for her mm-hmm. is fucking terrifying to me. That's almost challenging. You know, and I'm like, I don't know, like, this will last forever. It's not going to get any better when she goes to college. It'll probably get worse, (laughs) right? Because I'm like, you're like somewhere else, and I have to trust you and the general population. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I think that's the biggest challenge for me. Trust. Trust, yeah. 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 Okay, moving on. So how about the best things about friendships? Oh, my God. If I didn't, okay, I'll just say this (laughs) unequivocally, ladies. And, like, you probably know who you are if you're listening to this podcast and are my friend, but, like, I don't know what I would do in life without friendships. Like, I, from a very early age, wasn't super connected and close to my family in a lot of ways. And, like, it was one thing. 
And then I remember I got to middle school, actually, and even elementary, actually, because Angel was elementary. So I didn't want to, like, let her out. But um, started making friends on my own, and it was, like, a whole different world. I was like, we have a different relationship. Like, this is so exciting. And I don't think I could have ever survived in my life without friendships. Um, and I'm mostly talking about female friendships. Like, I have some guy friends, too, but and I appreciate them in a different way. But my female, female friendships are so important to me, like... I can't imagine getting through anything without it, like for better or for worse. And um, it's been kind of funny recently because I, um, in this new relationship, was telling some of my friends, like, or I was hesitant about, like, even talking about it because I was like, I don't want to, like, get their judgment, you know. And Mm -hmm. with two of my oldest friends from middle school, I told them that. I was like, well, yeah, I am, like, dating somebody and... I just don't want you guys to, like, judge it anyway. And they were like, judge it? Like, why the fuck would we judge it? You know, like, we're your friends. Like, why would we judge it? Right. And, like, they were like, don't worry about it. Like, don't. And I was like, yes. Like, and I don't know that I could, like, get to where I am or do anything without those types of friendships where, like, you do feel like, I do feel like I have a network and I could, like, call somebody and talk to them about things or or maybe I could be a really good friend for them, which I hope I have, although mostly I realize I'm kind of not the best sometimes. But... Um, fuck. I just, you know, there's a lot of kids that don't have solid friendships as a teacher. Like, you see it. Mm-hmm. And it really gets to me. And I think that, like, it triggers me with my daughter about wondering about her friendships. Because mm. they're so important to me. So. Right. But I do think that, like, it all kind of even evens out. And the kid that has zero friends in first grade will maybe be a baller by eighth. You know what I mean? Hopefully. Perfect. All right. <laughs> How about this? Okay. Two moments that took your breath away. In my whole entire life? Two moments that took your breath away. Okay, so I'm going to do, like, one super positive and one kind of, like, ah. Yeah, yeah, moments. It doesn't matter. So, obviously, the first one would be having, you know, like, having my child. Like, I actually didn't go into labor, but, like, getting the C-section to have my daughter and just holding her in my arms and being, like, the reality of, like, holy fuck, I'm a mother. Like, obviously, that's number one. Um... Number two was just a few years later, I would say, that um, I was in Chicago and hanging out with my family. And um, besides my daughter, like, the closest family member I have was my grandmother, who, like, I was just very, very close to. And she lived in Hawaii for many years. And I feel like she's even the reason that I came to Hawaii. And I think about her all the time. And um, when my daughter Layla was, I think, three um, she had been sick and I, I had always like visited her and hung out with her, but I think my family was kind of hiding from me a little bit about like how, how sick she was. Mm. And, um, so it's just like this really abrupt moment where I was like, came back with Layla from some sort of activity. My dad was like, I have to tell you something. And I was like, what do you have to tell me? And he's like, um, you know, grandma had passed away. Mm. And it was really hard for me because I feel like she is the person who ever showed. So I was talking about being unconditional love as far as the parent towards the child. My grandma's the person in my life who I felt like showed me the most unconditional love. Mm-hmm. So it was like this weird like thing of like, oh my God, I, I have this unconditional love thing going on. But like the one, it was horrible. And like just, you know, that it, I don't know. I just, I felt like I wish that it had been like better communication or something. I mean, you can't predict things all the time. And I visited as much as I could. But like it was really, really, like it definitely took my breath away. It did. To hear that. Yeah, and uh, things that, you know, moments that take your breath away doesn't have to be, 
you know, positive or negative, it just it just takes it a breath away. Yeah, the but things, I feel like those are the two that I hear. Yeah, it just like, sticks to you. It sticks to your soul, yeah. 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 Yeah, and those are really defining moments. I don't know. Those are not so bad. Okay, so moving on. Okay, this is kind of touched on the first moment that you were talking about. The moment you first laid eyes on Layla. Holy fuck. Well, so I had a whole thing. I was just talking about this recently with her on my birthday randomly. But, like, it was so crazy picking names with and, like, figuring all this stuff out. And, like, how you... I feel like when you're pregnant, you just imagine what it's going to be like to be a mom. And sometimes it makes me laugh about moms that are pregnant and, you know, what they imagine things are going to be like. And you're like, you're going to be actually hit with a shit storm <laughs> and you're like i got all my things i got my baby things and i got this name and blah blah and you're like none of this shit is gonna matter <laughs> none of this shit is gonna matter um anyway so like i had this whole thing with layla where there was a big debate on her name and all these things i pictured her as being like a really meek um baby and that she would be like smaller and so her name was gonna be lila so thing i have my c-section and so when you have a c-section you know like um and I've never had a vaginal birth, so I'm, I'm not, I don't know what that would be like. But, like, anyway, you know, there's a point where the baby comes out and you're, like, laid up and they, like, show you your baby. And it's terrible. Like, all you want to do is, like, hold this fucking baby that you've had in your belly for fucking ten months. Yeah. And it's just, like, this quick kiss. Aww. You know? And they're like, here's your baby. Bye. Aww. Um, and so I saw her for a minute and, like, it was, oh, wait. I just have to say, before that, when they were, like, doing the circum, the, not the circumcision. <laughs> <laughs> when they were cutting her up, when they were cutting her up, not a circumcision. When they were doing the C-section, it was terrible. It was a lot Sorry. like a circumcision. Uh, we're gonna do a small kind slam sometime about like some sort of Maui memorial delivery unit because this, like, this whole story about Layla's birth is a whole different story. Maybe we'll do it for her birthday. But anyway, um, the, you can't see what's going on, and so like they pull her out of me, and the first nurse goes, "Oh, big baby," and the second goes, "Oh, hairy baby," oh, and I was like, terrible. "Oh my god." Did I just give birth to, like, this gorilla? Yeah, what the hell? And then they bring her around to, like, give me this kiss. And, like, it was the most... Be- I mean, she's the Aww, most beautiful thing I've ever really done. She was. Eyes such a cute baby. It was just so hard to be like, oh, you get one kiss, you know? And then she goes. Like, for me, it was just like this, like... You know, and you're like, you're literally, you're cut up. I, I was cut open and I'm, I couldn't get up from about to do anything about it. But just, like, it was actually probably the one of the worst feelings in the world. Um, if that had been a question, was to, like, give her a kiss and have her take it away as I had to get, like, sewed up or whatever they had to do so that I could finally see her, you know? And when they said big hairy baby, I mean, she was, like, swaddled, and I was like, she doesn't look big or hairy to me. Like, what are you talking about? And she was only 8 pounds, 10 ounces. I think they were talking about hairy because she was actually, she was born, she had a lot of hair in her head. Like, mm-hmm. some babies are, like, completely bald. Yeah, yeah, She yeah, had, like, totally. a full-on, which is, I think, like, why I had heartburn. Ah. I don't know if you've ever heard that, but supposedly no. your baby has, like, hair. All my girls have hair. We're born with hair? Yeah. I'm Did so... you have heartburn? No. Okay. Well, anyway. <laughs> anyway, she was not some big, ugly, hairy baby. No, not like at all. That, but it was just, like, that was, I mean, I don't even know how to describe that. Like, how that was just, like, like the best moment and then, like, the worst to have her taken away. Because you didn't, oh, do, you didn't no. have C-sections, right? I had your babies right away. I had my babies, all all three babies at home. And then, so then you Purposely. have them, and they're immediately, <laughs> like, handed to you. 
Yeah, right, they, obviously. Well, I mean, yeah, they, whatever. They, yeah, they stayed with me, and I was at home. Yeah, so imagine if instead you just got him for one second. I they could were like, not. here's your baby. Oh, my God, no. Just even a few hours. That is so heartbreaking. I yeah. started crying just yeah. thinking about it. So that was really, that That's was really. That's probably why I had them at home. Yeah, I totally get it. If I No, I mean, uh, it, I not that we ever get pregnant again, but no, my God, yeah. You never know. No. <laughs> You no, really never know. No, that's not going to happen. Okay, so <laughs> now we are going to go to the... Okay, so um, the best things about, that we do talked about that. I have my list and I'm reading through them. Okay, so um, the best characteristics of a partner. Okay, well, I feel like we actually had a conversation about this earlier, um, you and I, about a lot of things. And I think that um, one of the best characters is, is just somebody who's, like, available emotionally. And that sounds lame, like it's not a big deal. Amen. But, like, ladies, are you out there? It's a fucking huge deal Dude. to find some guy, some person, partner, or whatever in any situation that is totally available to you as far as, like, emotionally. Holy fuck. Like, try to find that. I, I don't think it's as easy as, like, it seems like it's a basic thing it's like winning a lottery actually yeah i feel like it's really rare so like i feel like my partner now like that's one of the best things i appreciate about him is that like you see like i can call him anytime and he's like hey babe i know it leaves no room for like suspicion like he answered the phone to fucking work today with like all of his coworkers, and i was so nervous because i was like look at my negatives and like joe's trying to say and he's like look at my coworkers, and it was like a room of people i was like oh hi but, I mean, just that vulnerability and the availability, like, oh, my God. Yes. Yes. Okay, so that's one thing. Number two, and maybe that's just, I think this can always be changed with, like, your situation in life. But at 42, and the situation I just came off with, is, um, I think, being um, there for each other. I was going to say something else. But I'm like, actually, let me intercede with one other thing. I think being there for each other and morally aligned with each other, too. Just having, like, I guess someone could be emotionally available and you could have totally opposing viewpoints on things and that probably wouldn't work, right? So, like, somebody that, like, has your views and interests, right? I don't want to spend my time with somebody that I'm dating arguing with them. Like, I've done that. Like, we have different political opinions or different opinions on things. Like, it's not, it's not going to be very great, right? Third like, support for each other. Mm-hmm. Like, I definitely want to be, like, we're a team together, and we, like, fight together, not right. with each other, but we exactly. both have each other's backs. Yep, yep. And then fourth, like, for me, I mean, I think sexual comp- compatibility uh, is huge. So huge. I think it's so huge. Like, Yeah, you got to be attracted to each other. It, but I feel like it's just, it's attraction, but also just, like, I mean you gotta get your boner for each other getting it like yeah but like actually actually doing it too like I think that on our podcast we talked like in my relationship before the one I'm in now like I was with somebody who like didn't want to have sex with me for the entire time and I was like I don't know like what I can do and it was this horrible feeling just not even physically but also emotionally so yeah. I think like sexual compa- compatibility it's is huge. like up there well you know be just kind and of desire it's right and desire like, Big D makes me feel desired all uh-huh. the time. I love all that. All the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then on top of it, like, it would be, like, a fucking erotic novel to, like, get into other stuff. But, like, it's just, like, that I think is hugely important. Like, when other, whenever are you going to feel so connected to another human being when your body parts are inside that other person? You exactly. know what I mean? Like Talk about connection, huh? That's a huge connection. And, like, 
I feel like it's not sexual compatibility to me, like, just, like, oh, like, somebody could, you know, fuck me. Like, that, that, that doesn't sound good to me as much as, like, a connection where it's, like, everything and, like, we're connected. kind of, yeah, yeah, like, more, I mean, orgasms and all the good stuff, but also, like, this huge connection of that, um... But I think, so I think sexually is a huge part. I think that, like, I have a thing, and you're the therapist who would know better. But, like, <laughs> I don't know about that. I feel like when, no, but I feel like when sex dies in a relationship, it's hard to resurrect. All of my relationships, I, I was telling Joe earlier, I have a pattern with my relationship in my life where, like, most of the relationships I've had have started with somebody that I was just hanging out with and not thinking was going to go anywhere. Like, a friendship that turned into a relationship. All of them. Every great relationship. And all of them have and somewhat died these are huge generations but like basically when the sexual chemistry ended so i feel like it's hugely important yeah okay speaking of that so what's not important is the worst characteristic of a partner Mm. so for me i'm pretty independent i think a guy who wants to control me like i lived actually i have no patience for this i've lived on this planet for 42 years on my own. I don't need you to rescue me or advise me or help me with how to live my life. Like, I'm good on my own. I've been here for long fuck enough. Hmm. So, if you're trying to, like, arbitrarily control weird shit that I do, I I think that's the worst. Yeah. And, and, I, think, and I think I'll just add on to it, like, with bizarre jealousy. Mm-hmm. I think that's petty as fuck. And I feel like, like bizarre. I, I'm not a very jealous person. So, like, I can't imagine turning to a partner and saying to them... Joe, what did you do today, Joe? And you'd say, oh, I went out to dinner with my friend Emily. Really? Were there guys there, Joe? Were there guys <laughs> there that are more attractive than me? Or have oh a bigger God. dick than me? Because oh I'm God. feeling so fucking insecure right now. I'm just worried that any guy yeah. that's even cuter than me Aww. or has a bigger dick, would, you, would just, you would just fuck him right in the parking lot. Aww. You know what I mean? So much compassion for that man, whoever would be that way. Really? <laughs> Why am I? I'm, I'm not, like, I want to stab I, him in the eye. I've just not been with this thing. <laughs> I've dealt with a lot of jealousy and par- like partners. Because I, I mean... This like so there's a lot in like like my sign being a Libra that like I'm an I'm an air sign so I'm like I flirt with everybody yeah like that's how I like to like mobilize and work myself it doesn't mean I'm gonna go fuck them no you know what I mean so I can't be with a partner who's like what did you do and why like go fuck yourself <laughs> like I believe that two people want to be together because they want to be together if I def- if I'm in a relationship and I'm gonna be asking you what did you do where were you like it's already done. There you go. Remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and finally, okay. what happens after we die? Oh, fuck. <laughs> I mean, part of me is worried we're going to have to pay for all our sins, but actually not really because I think we pay for our sins as human beings as we go along. Um, I'm Wiccan. I, you know, there's a lot of different ways you could think about this. I think there's something about, like, your soul that goes somewhere. I don't know if it's entirely reincarnation, like, I'm going to be this and that in my next life. But I also would say that you definitely move. I guess my clearest thing would be that you move on. I don't think that, like, spirits or people are just here, like, waiting around. Unless, like, something's so unsettled in their life that they could have moved on. But I think you move on. You die. It's over. Mm-hmm. It's just done. It's just kind of done. All right. That's what I mostly think. 
I mean, maybe your soul survives. I'm conflicted about those two opinions, actually. <laughs> so either your diet, you diet it's done, or your soul survives and you do like come back as a different sort of human being and it just continues on. I do think, the only reason I, I actually kind of think more of the second sometimes, is that I do feel like sometimes you meet people and it feels like you've known them your yes. whole life. Like literally, you can have that. You know, with someone that you knew, I mean, for like 15 minutes and all of a sudden you're like, oh, wait, I think I knew you before. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I think, I think there's something to that. Mm-hmm. So I guess my answer would be like, I'm, I'm really not fucking sure. I'm not the expert. <laughs> when I fucking die, I'll let you guys know though. Well, I'll try to do the podcast after I die and then I'll tell you guys. And that is the end. We end with what happens after we die. So hopefully now you know more about M. Yay! <laughs> and oh, You're such a good interviewer. And I would love for you all to answer those questions yourself. And yeah, then follow along and say what you want. Yes, would please answer them for yourself as I was asking them. And then we will be back next Friday. Yes. Hopefully. Yes, we will. And we'll come Not up with a, we will. We're done with our phone. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then we'll come up we'll come up with something else mm-hmm. to talk about. <laughs> and so I don't have a problem with coming up. No, we don't. We yeah, you know, something happens throughout the week for us. I'm like, oh my god, I want to talk about this. <laughs> um, yeah, and little sneak peek, we could have Javi. Oh, from way back. Oh my god, the pool boy. Pool boy I would love pool boy Javi. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. I mean, he kind of wants me to show. Also, we could have a different. Like, we we could have a. We got a lot of. We got oh my god, we, 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 we do, we do. We actually have a lot of people that we're not want boring. to be. We got stuff. <laughs> we have people that want to be interviewed. Yes. Okay, I too. Okay. Oh my god, I'm so surprised at how many people listen to this shit. Me too. Don't say that. We're amazing. I'm just, I'm just scared. <laughs> anyway, I'll right. hui ho. And till next week. Yeah, till next okay. week. Okay, aloha. Episode, then never hear <laughs> I hope you learned a lot about Emily because I know I did. <laughs> All, All right. right. Aloha, Bye. Guys.